Uh, an urban myth has it that there are, on average, 27 different types of urine present on the complimentary peanuts put out in pubs and bars due to the fact that men visiting the urinals don't wash their hands. It's actually nonsense, by the way. <laughs> Today's Bible reading is all about food hygiene, tax dodging, and in a more profound way, whether or not you can regulate your way into righteousness. It's been said that in today's society, the health and safety culture, the regulatory and bureaucratic culture of our day, is based upon the need to eliminate mishap, to eradicate misfortune, and to expel misadventure through human efforts and regulation. Of course, it's actually an attempt to deal with and to control a broken and fallen world in which bad things happen. It's how we respond to the problem of sin and evil when we don't have God to turn to for help. Now, the Pharisees of Jesus' day were determined to maintain righteousness before God. They wanted to live holy and pure before God. They wanted to avoid sin and evil. They are the religious zealots, the enthusiasts of their day. And in many ways, I have a great deal of sympathy for them, for I probably would have the same leanings and inclinations. But as Jesus exposes in this exchange with them, they were seeking to establish their righteousness before God through their own efforts, through diligent obedience to God's command. And the only problem is that it wasn't actually God's commands that they were obeying. Rather, it was the traditions of the elders. It's a phrase that comes up several times. Why do your disciples break with the tradition of the elders? Jesus then challenges them and says, you say that you keep the tradition of the elders, but... In other words, there were these oral traditions of the community, human interpretations of God's law, some of them leaving a lot to be desired that had come to be treated as if they were God's command itself. Now Jesus contrasts the traditions of the elders that the Pharisees were obeying with the command of God. And he did this to expose some of the hypocrisy of the Pharisees, some of the falsity, the inauthenticity of how they were living. And indeed, Jesus himself quotes scripture, quoting the prophet Isaiah, to challenge the Pharisees, not quoting back to them an alternative interpretation, but quoting scripture itself. For although the Pharisees placed a great emphasis on purity and obedience, actually in their practices and their traditions, they contravened the command of God. The practice of Corban, which is mentioned in this passage, not to be confused with Corbin, um, is foreign to us, but it's essentially a kind of tax dodge. It meant that a person might declare that their possessions, their home, their land, their wealth were dedicated to God's purposes and therefore they had no spare wealth with which to support their family, parents and dependents. They were able to avoid societal and relational obligations by, as it were, hiding their assets in a divine tax haven, a tax heaven, if you will. This tradition was actually self-serving and it failed to express obedience to God. Although it seemed to have the appearance of dedication to God, it actually was self-serving and failed to uh, respond to his command. In their efforts to regulate their way into righteousness, the Pharisees had paid too much attention to human traditions 
and not enough to hearing and obeying the command of God. But before we're too swift to judge them, are there ways in which we do the same? Do we become so preoccupied with the religious traditions and habits that we have inherited that we lose sight of the God we seek to serve? The truth of the matter is that our hands can never be washed by ourselves. Our hearts can never be pure. We cannot regulate our way to righteousness through disciplined traditions of religious life. No matter how hard we try now, no matter how fervent and passionate we are in our worship or our prayer or our joining in with uh, church life or uh, religious observance, our hands may only be washed, our hearts may only be made pure by the one who washed his followers' feet, by the one who died to remove the blemish of sin from our hearts. It's him that we must seek.